Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Hi, this is Lily Cannon, and I want to tell you about a series of delightfully naughty and fun stories I just finished narrating. For the last several months, it has been my privilege to read several stories for a fantastic author named Lacey Cross. Her work can be found on Amazon, so be sure to follow the link in the podcast description. I recently finished reading another story in this popular series called Nurse for the Night that should be available on Audible soon. Now that the series is finished, Lacey is putting them together as a box set called When Couples Play, a fantasy fulfillment series. Look for it to come out soon on Audible and Kindle. Hi, I'm Lily Cannon, and I'm so excited to announce a new book by my husband Kyle and our friend Wayne Klingman called Mob Bosses Harem. Kyle has been writing fun, realistic erotic stories for the last five years. He's also published several articles that have appeared in ASN Lifestyle magazine. Wayne is an expert on organized crime. He's written several books on the subject and even tried his hand at an erotic crime thriller based in the 1920s titled Alias Mr. Big. Kyle and I really enjoyed his noir approach to the story. What do you get when you put these two minds together? How about an erotic crime drama? Here's a little bit about the story. When Luther was honorably discharged from Army Special Forces, he followed in his father's footsteps as a DEA agent. He quickly developed a reputation as a hard but impeccably honest man. His honesty would ultimately lead to his downfall. While running an investigation into the darkest corners of the porn industry, he witnessed a senator watching a snuff film while it was being shot. Not only could he not save the poor woman who lost her life in this perverse act, but he was also quickly silenced from trying to report the crime. Confronted with a myriad of troubles, namely his joblessness, mob affiliation suspicions, and finally his father's mysterious death, Luther spent the next year drifting aimlessly. Finally, when two ex-army buddies, Jane and Anne, invite him to stay with them at a nudist resort in Orlando, Luther decides it is time to sort out his life and his father's estate in Miami. Unfortunately, nothing will be that simple. He has no idea he will soon become involved in a mix of murder, sex workers, and pornography. Luther will find his life once again turned upside down. Only this time, he swears to land on his feet, no matter what and no matter which side of the law he lands on. Be sure to pre-order Mob Boss's Harem now on Amazon. Release date, February 28, 2022. Chapter 1 Yo, pal. 
This is as far as I can take you. I'm going to grab a bite and shower here before I head to Tampa. The driver's gruff voice sounded around the butt of a well-chewed cigar. His passenger, a large man wearing old desert cami pants and a nondescript green shirt over what used to be a white t-shirt, lifted his head from where it had been resting on the window. He stared out the front windscreen, taking in the surroundings, as the driver deftly maneuvered the big rig into a parking spot facing a large T.A. sign. Several days' growth of beard darkened the passenger's chiseled features. He reached up to scratch his head under the weathered Dodgers cap he wore, before swiping his hand down to rub his face. Thanks. And thanks for the ride and letting me use your phone. My pal should be here to pick me up. Nah, don't mention it. We ex-service guys need to stick together. Even if you was a dirty ground pounder. He added with a chuckle as he reached out a gnarled hand to the man. Huh. Safe trip, Marine. Simplify. He said good-naturedly as he shook the offered hand. He grabbed a duffel from behind his seat, opened the cab door, and dropped lithely to the ground and walked away. He thought he'd caught a glimpse of his ride in the parking lot around the building, opposite the truck entrance. As he walked, he let his mind wander back over the last year of his life. Fuck. I thought the sandbox was hell. At least there you usually knew the enemy and your friends were the ones in your unit. Dad would have been so disappointed. He shook his head sadly. Hey, soldier boy. You need some head? I'm real good. A soft, very feminine voice called out in a husky whisper from the darkness that coated the side of the building he was walking past. Shaking his head both at the offer and his shitty situational awareness, he began to reply. As he opened his mouth to speak, his brain caught up and he recognized the voice he hadn't heard in years. Come on, Jane. You'd make a terrible lot lizard, especially since you like pussy more than cock. He stopped and turned to face the shape that pulled from the shadows that hid the side of the truck stop and began moving toward him. As Jane stepped into the light, he saw she hadn't changed much over the years. Jane was huge for a woman, tall at just over six feet and muscled like a middleweight. Her tits were equally massive and appeared firm as hell. Jane gave a very unladylike guffaw. Cap, I mean, Luther, it's good to see you. She grasped his hand, then pulled his large frame in for a camaraderie hug and slap on the back. That all you have? She nodded to the duffel slung over his shoulder. At his nod, she gestured to the parking lot and led the way to a dark green 65 Mustang convertible. Without another word, he tossed his bag in the back, sat in the passenger seat, and closed his eyes. Jane had already climbed behind the wheel. With a quick glance in Luther's direction, she shook her head sadly before starting the car and pulling out from the lot. Shit, he is so fucked up. Not even a snarky comment about my tits when I hugged him. Luther didn't fall asleep. Instead, his mind wandered back to the events of almost a year past that set him on his downfall. He'd been an up-and-coming DEA agent working undercover in California. After a few years on the job, He'd earned himself a reputation as a tough and incorruptible agent. He'd thought, no, he'd hoped, that he'd tap-danced the political backstabbing and deceit he'd found in the agency. That is, until he took the lead investigating a huge crime and prostitution ring. Luther had subtle warnings to back off, to move slower, but like a bulldog, he clamped on tight and refused to yield. The more he dug, the more disgusted he became at the lives ruined all for a few bucks— Actresses hooked on drugs and used until their bodies failed. Snuff films and worse. Children bought and sold like at a market and shipped overseas. His sense of righteous rage grew the more he tugged on the web and followed it further and higher. 
Luther had no moral objection to pornography or sex work. In fact, he'd found many in the business who were pushing sex-positive outlooks and treated their talents like professionals. It was the other part, the scummy underbelly, that made him sick. Then, that scum tainted what he was building, and his life came to a crashing halt. Working on a joint task force, his people had set up cameras and sound equipment to record some of the big names he was out to bring down while they attended a party. He did get them, all of them on film, as well as a truly disgusting act that still turned his stomach. He was ready to bring in the dirt bags, but his bosses, the ones who swore to uphold justice, instead, they forced him to stand down. Luther fought his orders and was pulled in and suspended on trumped-up charges of corruption and malfeasance. Over the course of a week, all his accounts were frozen. Accounts he never knew he had in overseas holdings were suddenly brought to life. Drugs were found in his home and vehicle. Then his father, the toughest SOB he'd ever known, a highly decorated ex-DEA agent, was found dead in his Miami home of an apparent suicide. Of course, it was due to his son's corruption— the news just broke the old man's heart. Luther's hands clenched as he recalled the next few months. Suspension, termination, and trumped-up charges that were eventually reduced. Charges that were finally, almost contemptuously, dropped for the good of the service. Luther prided himself on being able to handle any of the shit life could throw his way, but these events all happened too fast. He'd lost everything, and he hadn't even made his pop's funeral— He'd fought and bled for his country, then returned and did it some more. He had believed it was his duty to keep the wolves at bay, the ones who would tear into the innocent. He thought he could make a difference. Scenes from his investigations flashed before his eyes. The innocents corrupted and destroyed. All the men, the women, children he couldn't help. Luther was not a man accustomed to failure. He knew he wasn't handling it well, which was why he accepted the offer to travel across the country and stay with Jane and her wife. He fell asleep on the drive, the same angry, bitter dreams that had tormented him for months, making it anything but a restful sleep. The warm night air and sound of the wind whipping over the windshield was his only soothing distraction. That and the growing knowledge and determination that he would fight back. More, he would get his with interest. He just wasn't sure how yet, but he felt something was coming. It wasn't a feeling he could define, but rather some inner sense he developed while in the sandbox hunting killers. Jane woke him as she pulled off the highway. Kyle and I are thrilled to have our podcast picked up by Full Swap Radio, your one-stop internet radio station for all things dealing with adult alternative lifestyles and sex-positive shows. They have programs for education and entertainment on such topics as erotica, swingers, polyamory, and they are all inclusive. Hey everyone, it's Kyle and Lily with an important message to all of our listeners. If you've been listening to us for a long time or reading Kyle's books, we hope you have heard the message we stress. It's the importance of communication and a sex-positive lifestyle. One of the key components of that lifestyle is consent. Remember, no means no. Lou, be there in a few. Jane called over as she drove down a wide boulevard. Light shone down, illuminating the road as she pulled left onto a somewhat hidden drive leading to a guardhouse and gate. Jane drove past the guardhouse with just a wave to the woman sitting and watching a small TV. 
Jane pulled right to the gate, which opened automatically for her. Luther watched curiously as she slowly drove down a narrow road, bordered on both sides by well-kept RVs, the only lighting coming from her headlights and dim street lamps along the road. They drove past several two-story buildings, a pool, several more buildings, and finally down a road lined with double-wide prefab homes. She pulled into a small concrete driveway in front of a tiny, well-kept yard and shut the car down. Nice, Luther said softly into the night silence. Grabbing his duffel, he followed Jane's shapely ass down a short gravel path, then up three steps to the front door of her double-wide. Take the room down the hall on the left. Showers across the hall from you. Alice said to tell you hi, and she's sorry she couldn't be here, but she should be back in a day or two. Beer? Take it with you. Oh, towels are in the bathroom. Luther grunted and nodded his thanks as he walked past Jane and grabbed the offered beer. Tossing his duffel on the bed in his room, he quickly stripped down to his skivvies and walked across the hall to the bathroom. Swigging half the beer in one gulp, he dropped his boxers and stepped into the shower. It had been days, weeks, since he'd been clean, and he allowed himself to luxuriate under the warm water while occasionally sipping at his beer. The shower door opened on him as he was nearly drifting off under the warm spray. Hey, tripod. Jane chuckled as she deftly switched his nearly empty beer with a full one. She stepped fully in the shower with him, the steam doing nothing to shroud her massive chest. Jane's tits were as big and firm as he remembered, and all natural. He chuckled as he recalled her nickname for him. Yeah, his eleven inches hung long and was getting longer and harder as she began to fondle his balls with one hand. Alice won't mind? He asked, mostly sincere. If Jane told him that it would bother Alice, he'd back off. Not happily, but he would. Then, in the same thought, he realized Jane had answered his question when she cupped his nuts and began rolling them between strong fingers. Hell no. She suggested it. If I was in the mood, that is. I prefer cunt, but what the hell? She chuckled and twisted one of his hairy nipples on his firm and muscled chest. Without another word, she sunk to her knees and engulfed his head in her mouth. It had been a while for him, and Jane wasted no time teasing. He hardened rapidly in her mouth as she used both hands to stroke him furiously. Her tongue worked along his shaft as her lips provided a suction he'd long forgotten. He didn't last long, didn't even try. Jane allowed the first few shots to enter her mouth before she withdrew and pumped the remainder of his hot cum on her evenly tanned tits. Ugh, Luther gasped out as he looked down and took in Jane's cum-covered chin and tits. Now, there's a sight most men would kill for. Hey, who needs a field expedient? She made a jacking-off motion. When you've got a friend willing to help out. Damn, I forgot how much I missed you ladies. Jane stood, beer back in hand, a broad grin on her face. Yeah, I missed you too. Now, let me get this man juice off my tits. It's late and you have an interview tomorrow evening. She shoved him aside to get under the shower head, both laughing a moment before he stepped out. Leaving her in the shower, he quickly dried off and dropped into bed, asleep, before his head even hit the pillow. A few hours later, Luther awoke as a slight figure slipped into his room. In the dim lighting, he made out long, dark hair framing a pixie face. Shh, Jane had some fun. Now it's my turn. Alice slid onto the bed, sidling up against Luther's naked form. Her tiny body, all five foot three, was dwarfed by his six and a half foot frame. She began kissing Luther, slowly at first, then with increased passion as she felt his manhood grow and stiffen against her leg. You sure you're ready for this, little girl? 
Luther teased as his fingers found her wet pussy and slid in. Slowly at first, then he increased his pace until Alice was gasping into his neck. He remembered she liked it hard and rough, and did his best to accommodate her needs. "'You sure you are ready?' she asked in teasing tones. "'Fuck me. Fuck me now,' she moaned as he curled his fingers and found her G-spot. Then, rather than wait for him to respond, she flung her leg over his hips and guided him into her with one hand. Moaning softly with each inch that penetrated her, she eagerly took him completely— Luther lay his hands on her small, delicate hips and slowly began thrusting into her. I told you to fuck me, you goddamn pussy, Alice chortled despite her words. I'm not some delicate doll. As if to punctuate her words, she drove her body down on him, her damp pussy smacking against his pubis as she rode him harder and harder. Goddamn, I forgot how insatiable these two are. Fuck! Alice gave a guttural groan as she began to quiver. Luther felt her tiny nipples harden like pebbles under his kneading hands. Twisting her nipples hard, he grinned at her gasp of pain, followed by rapid, grunted breaths as she came. Pussy? Luther chortled, then flung her over. His solid eleven inches of dick impaled her as it was his turn, and he now rode her hard and fast. His balls smacked against her with each thrust. Shit! Yes! Fuck me! Fuck that pussy! Alice called out as Luther moved faster and faster, eager to fill her with his cum. Yes, he grunted as he came for the second time that night. His hips pushed forward in jerks as he worked every drop and sensation out of the moment. Fuck, you ladies are going to spoil me. Luther rolled off Alice and flopped down next to her, breathing heavily. He was careful not to touch and caress her now that they'd finished fucking. Alice and Jane had been married since their discharge from the army. They'd gotten together with him a few times before and after leaving the stand, but he always knew their fucking him was something they did as friends, and maybe for a bit of variety. Not likely, Jane said from the door as she stared down at them. Okay, big boy, you've had your stress relief. Time for us all to crash. She leaned down to kiss Alice before guiding her down the hall to their room. Speak seductively.